The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Dontea Price-Lisco. Many of Richmond's historically Black neighborhoods have seen large increases in home values and tax assessments in recent years. As part of the VPM News Healthy City series, Connor Scribner looks at how that's affecting longtime residents. Oak Grove resident Robin Andrews has owned her house in Richmond since 2005. In recent years, she's seen her property assessment rise dramatically, about 180 percent since 2018. She says she's had to rearrange her finances to pay her property taxes, making it difficult to cover other necessities. It's hard putting food in here (laughs) because I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. (laughs) It has been a burden for me to be able to visit my doctors the way I need to or should because I have to not take the appointments or make an appointment because I can't afford the copay. She tried applying for property tax relief with the city, but she's not eligible because she's only 63 years old. State law limits the program to people who are 65 and older or who have a disability. That hurts. When you're paying taxes, the way as much taxes as I pay, mm-hmm. And then you're telling me you can't help me. I really don't feel as though the city does enough to help people like me in my situations to make ends meet. Property values in Richmond have been driven up as new residents move into a city facing a 35,000-unit housing shortage. But according to local real estate investor Damon Harris, the root of displacement in black neighborhoods lies deeper. Gentrification is an end result, right? Like someone has to buy something for low in order to reface the community. This phenomenon happens largely in neighborhoods that were redlined, Harris says. For decades, black people were locked out of buying homes in neighborhoods throughout the Richmond region. Banks, homeowners associations, the federal and local governments all took part in this discrimination, which limited black families' housing options to many of the neighborhoods that are now being gentrified. The Homeowners Loan Corporation was a federally sponsored company created during the New Deal. It mapped and graded Richmond's neighborhoods in 1937 to determine which would be given preference for mortgages. While the company claimed the ratings were based on residential security, the comments included with them reveal that race was the primary factor. It labeled neighborhoods as, quote, hazardous based on the presence of black residents, who officials deemed, quote, lower grade or undesirable. Redlining helped to create a large gap in homeownership rates between black and white families that can still be seen in Richmond and surrounding areas. Harris says that led to disinvestment in those neighborhoods. Many properties didn't get the same upkeep or improvements as those in other areas of the city. People look at, like, why doesn't Petersburg turn around? Well, if 70% of the houses are owned by people that don't live there, there's no motivation to do anything. The lack of housing opportunities has direct negative impacts on the lives of black Americans. Nationally, people who live in formerly redlined neighborhoods are more likely to live in poverty, die at younger ages, and experience numerous chronic illnesses. In Richmond, the life expectancy in several redlined neighborhoods is less than 70, while other neighborhoods surpass 80 or even 90 years. 
those same areas that are redlining, the same areas that you see high infant mortality rates, same where you see food deserts, same where you see police killings. Those areas remain stagnant because there's no resources, no infrastructure that puts them back in there. You can't replace wealth. You can't replace opportunity. You can't replace possibilities simply by saying it. But the devaluation of black property cannot be explained by redlining alone. According to research conducted by the Brookings Institute, the real estate market continues to discriminate against neighborhoods where black families live. Andre Perry was one of the researchers on that project. He says they compared home sale prices in neighborhoods across the United States from 2012 to 2016. The study controlled for factors like nearby school quality, crime rates, and walkability to give an apples-to-apples comparison. Even still, homes in majority black neighborhoods sold for 23% less, 17% less in Richmond. There's a perception of black neighborhoods that is distorting the market in bad ways. It's almost as if people, when they look at black neighborhoods, they see twice as much crime than there actually is. They see worse education than there actually is. Perry says in Richmond, homeowners in majority black neighborhoods had about $30,000 less in equity than they otherwise would. That equity that is lost is the money that people use to send their kids to college, to start a business. As a result, residents of Richmond's majority black neighborhoods are frequently displaced due to evictions, foreclosures, and forced sales. A report from the eviction lab at Princeton University noted Richmond had the second highest eviction rate in the United States in 2016. Those rates decreased in recent years as a result of pandemic-era programs aimed at keeping people in their homes. But in recent months, evictions rose back up to near-pre-pandemic levels, concentrated in Southside and the East End. Since 2014, city records show more than 1 in 10 homes in several of those neighborhoods have been forced into a sale, either due to foreclosure or owed taxes. And the pressure of mounting back taxes often pushes homeowners to sell before they're forced to. Southern Barton Heights resident Wyetta Sledge says that's been the case in her neighborhood. A lot of the houses in the neighborhood seem to be selling out because of the neighbors not being able to afford to pay the taxes. And the properties are selling for dirt cheap. She says she's thought about selling her house, but doesn't know where she'd go. What I paid for mine when I moved here, I could never, I couldn't even buy an apartment for that price now. Sledge says it's difficult to keep up on maintenance. Her home's assessment jumped 60% last year and another 10% this year. She's planning to apply for the city's property tax relief program this year, the first year she's eligible. Harris, the housing investor, says families in devalued neighborhoods often struggle with home maintenance because they're unable to use their home's equity to fund repairs. So, many homes get sold as is, meaning no repairs will be made before the sale. And that means homeowners often don't get the full value for their property. It costs money to sell your houses. Sometimes you have to put money in it to make money, or to, at least to get it to be able to be sold. Harris says his business, Teal House Company, works with longtime homeowners to finance repairs before selling their homes. While Teal House gets its investment back, Harris says most of the gain in value goes to the homeowners. Instead of them just making small bits of money because they're going to sell it for cash and sell it to an investor, they're able to get full value of their property. Back at Oak Grove, Robin Andrews says leaving a home is about more than finances. She was the first person in her family to graduate and the first to own a home. I take pride in what I have accomplished. And I refuse to sell my home that I worked hard for. Still, 
Andrew says it's been difficult to lose connection with neighbors who've had to move on. Connor Scribner, VPM News. For more stories from our Healthy City series, go to vpm.org healthy. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. PM.